0: This is Blurring the Lines with
1: Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. If this is episode 103, I feel like I should say something to welcome people here. Hey, Yep. Well, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, or whatever good greeting time it is. Good golly. Good grief. And welcome <laughs> to another episode of the Blurring the Lines podcast. This is episode 103. I am your slightly side mouth talking host, Peter Nicolaitis. <laughs> and uh, with me, as always, is my co-host, Adam Bell, Adam, take it away. I'm going to be quiet for the rest of the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey,
0: Peter, it's good to see you. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I am not talking out of the side of my mouth, which really? can sometimes be construed as uh, not good. I thought, I thought that was talking out of both sides of your mouth. Oh, okay. well, then I guess yeah, I guess that's probably not bad. so yeah, yeah, yeah you, you can talk out of one side of your mouth. That's fine. <laughs> you, you could tell that to confused uh, people. You're talking out of one side of your mouth
1: yeah uh, <laughs> uh. okay <laughs> that's like something Landers would say, <laughs> yeah, it sounded just like Landers too, I'm talking out of one side of your mouth, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I told you one time, I didn't know why I mean to an to an uneducated listener, you know the two of you would sound very similar, but you you don't sound dumb when you talk. <laughs> Yeah, we gotta have Kevin back <laughs> on the show. I miss him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I talked. I talked to him recently. Uh, it's it's like we hadn't talked for a long time, and then all of a sudden, it's like I was calling him every every couple of days. For oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> How about
1: my friend Tim Richter? Have you have you relayed any messages uh, to Tim recently on my behalf?
0: I haven't. Re- I I have spoken to Tim, but I haven't. Uh, I haven't had anything. To, to say to him directed from you i mean so if you've got something that he needs to know i'll be happy to
1: I, well, I did give you a couple of things like i yeah I asked you to, like um well i asked you to ask him about beekeeping um advice
0: mm-hmm. for, uh, oh yeah a friend of yours
1: yes exactly yeah uh, yeah not sure about that looks like the she may have lost the hives but maybe one of them will survive not sure but those uh, yellow jackets—they're nasty, and uh, apparently they like bee uh, honey and uh, attacking bees' nests.
0: Yeah, we need we need Tim on the show I, I did, did I, I did uh, I did tell him about the our podcast called Tim's Fire Festival, <laughs> <laughs> and he says, "What is that?" <laughs> and I explained it to him. He's like, "Oh, yeah." I don't uh, think I like that. I don't like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not surprising.
0: <laughs> oh, I'll brother. see if I can get him on the show again.
1: Yeah, we should have him back. We should. So, so um, anyway, as as if as I've sort of hinted at, I am talking out of the right side of my mouth because once again, I feel like I took a right hook to the face <laughs> because I'm extremely resistant to Novocaine. Uh huh. And uh, so, therefore, I need a lot of it. And I had dental work again today, uh, two weeks ago. So, about three weeks ago, I was in pain, in tooth pain. I think we talked about that on the Mm -hmm. show. We did. And then I I found a new dentist, and um, she was able to see me in a very short order and um, diagnose the problem that I was having, which was um, I had a filling, but the the tooth uh, had cracked. The filling was deteriorated. So they said, well, you know, what we can do is if it's in good shape, we can just replace the filling. If it's in not such great shape, we'll put a crown. And if it's really bad after the crown, root canal. Mm -hmm. Good news is we stopped at the crown. So they put a temporary crown on two weeks ago and that, you know, addressed the issue. Um, so I had to go back today for them just to, you know, check it out and adjust it a little bit cause the bite was a little bit off, but the good news is the pain went away. So I don't need a root canal. Okay, great. But I'm still stuck. So I have a new temporary crown today and I've got that for another two weeks. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: and, um, uh, you know, as soon as she started working on it today, she had numbed me up a little bit I'm like, yeah, I, I feel, I feel stuff (laughs) she's like is it pressure or pain I'm like borderline (laughs) okay we're gonna add a little more so I'm I'm droopy on the left side it's like I have to tip my head to the right when I'm drinking my coffee otherwise it's gonna get messy (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah. Inside. inside inside are you
1: recording just the audio or do you record the video to this Oh, we record video too. Oh, excellent! That's good. That's good. So, so you listeners may just have to imagine, but you viewers, you're in for the full experience. This is great. Oh man! So uh, yeah, so that's the uh, that's the tooth update. So uh, mm-hmm. you know, and the good news is this time though the bite feels spot on. It doesn't feel weird and stuff. So I'm I'm optimistic about that.
0: Nice. Not like there's a piece of aluminum foil sitting on your tooth.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, did you have to?
0: (laughs) Oh, man. That's
1: right up there with nails on a chalkboard or cotton balls on my tongue.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, So you can't watch Elf then, can you? Never seen it. Oh, it's a hilarious Will Ferrell. And there's a scene where he's taking cotton balls and he's popping them. And swallowing them. <laughs> He's eating them and swallowing them. And little girl sitting next to him is watching him. <laughs> that's the kind of thing an elf would apparently do, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of see that.
1: Oh, brother. Oh, oh man. man. So we got a lot of follow-up today. So it's like for mm-hmm. me, it's tooth follow-up. Um, we talked a couple, well, I think it was last episode, maybe it was the episode before, about how Microsoft was requiring all Office 365 and Azure reseller partners to enable two-factor authentication. Right. Which I did. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and the other thing is that Microsoft requires you to use the Microsoft Authenticator app. hmm Right? doesn't work with anyone else's app. You have to use the Microsoft app. It does
0: work really fast,
1: though. Oh, it, I, I'm not, no, not dissing the app itself. I think it does work fast, but in classic Microsoft form, it's using their proprietary app.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Can't use Google Authenticator, can't use Duo, Authy, one LastPass, Sophos, any of those other third-party apps. Now, part of the registration process, they make sure that you have your contact information on file. Mm-hmm. And I provided name, email, telephone number. Assuming, <laughs> and we know what happens when you assume, assume <laughs> that by my providing them a cell phone number, it would be used as a backup should something ever happen to the phone. Uh-huh. I was wrong. <laughs> And I got a new phone recently. So I am now rocking the new iPhone 11, not the Pro, not the Pro Max, just the 11, which is still a tremendous upgrade from an 8. So awesome. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, so I got the new phone and I wiped the old one in preparation to give it back to trade in for the new one. Mm Mm-hmm. Now my Authy apps and my Duo app (laughs) and all my other apps that have sensitive data uh, with the exception of the RSA Authenticator. But the other ones, they came right over.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. They restored their keys from the cloud backup and boom, I've got working Authenticator apps for all those things. Microsoft? No. (laughs) Now RSA, that's one that I use for the hospital because healthcare. Um, you know, classic old school stuff, so mm-hmm.
2: fine.
1: Microsoft, uh, so, so for that, I had to just call the help desk and said, hey, I got a new phone, Ver- verify my identity, yep, this is me, great, boom, new authentication token, about 15 minutes later, I'm back in business. Microsoft, not so much. They said, well, you just need to have one of your global admins reset your password, your, uh, your, your, your lockout. <laughs> like, I'm the only global admin. I'm, I'm it. I'm it. Oh, well, you're a reseller and you're managing this for your customer. Yes, I am. Right. Well, just contact the customer and have them do it. Like, number one, they don't have access. And number two, even if they did, they wouldn't know have any clue to know how to do what you're talking <laughs> about. So I had to validate email ownership of the recovery email. Fortunately, that I have.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's very obviously a manual process on their end. And the guy in the data protection team was very grumpy about having to actually, like, do work.
0: Do, do his job Do his
1: job yes but it's a pain because I had to spend I had to spend like at least 15 or 20 minutes on hold with level one before they made the ticket to kick me over to the data protection team and then it was several days back and forth of telephone tag because they would say when are you available I would give them a time they wouldn't call then and then they would oh. call and say oh we're sorry we're listening but you know we don't know when to reach you tell us when you're available I'm like oh I'm available right now here's my calendar." <laughs> calendly that's hard So, uh, eventually I got one of the accounts reset. Uh I've got multiple others to do. (laughs) (sighs) So that's, uh, yeah, fun. So when you do set a password or enable multi-factor authentication or whatnot, don't assume that there's a backup mechanism in place. (laughs) verify that and set it yourself and make absolutely sure that the darn thing is going to (sighs) work. That's
0: That's my moral of that story. Do you know who also did exactly what you did? Well, not exactly, but had the same result as what you did. Landers Richter.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm close. It's uh, close
0: because <laughs> I was asking you about how to do a particular thing in Office 365, and I also sent it to t- to Tim and Bill. And, ah. to, and I'm going to look it up just so that I can tell Adam how to do it next time we meet. And when he went in there, he discovered the global admin account was not working right for him. He couldn't get in, so he was on the phone with Microsoft. <laughs> <sighs> awesome <laughs> for an hour he he didn't his wasn't as prolonged as yours okay. it was an hour and a half on the phone and then he was waiting for a call back and uh, I think he finally got it at the end of the day so it, it took about four hours from start to finish so that was that was better than your your deal yeah four four hours start to finish is not that bad but
1: mm-hmm. so you know to, to do all of them but I've spent about two hours start to finish and so far and only got uh, one of them back. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. I take that back two. Mm-hmm. Two. one customer and paradigm itself. So, mm-hmm. but, um, related to that, as I mentioned, got the new phone. Mm-hmm. Do like it. I'm doing okay with the larger phone. Although I do find that it will fall out of my, um, sweatshirt pocket. If I'm sitting in a dentist's chair and leaning back.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, I did end up for the first time in many years switching from AT&T to Verizon.
0: And how's that going for you?
1: Well, I will say their coverage does seem better.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: there's a plus there. Uh, uh, speaking of better too, the battery on the iPhone 11 compared to that on my 8 night and day. Yeah. Wow. This is what it's like to not have to constantly worry about battery. It's okay. about freaking time. Um, So, yeah, switching was oh, was a bit of a pain. So first off, I called AT&T. And I tried to do the same thing that I did to Verizon Fios uh, earlier this year. I said, look, Comcast is going to, you know, eat your lunch. I, I want to stay a loyal customer. I don't want to have to go through change, but they're offering way faster bandwidth at way less money. So I'm gonna leave. And suddenly they slashed my price and bumped my you know, bandwidth up. Right. Okay, fine. So I figured I'd try that with AT&T. Nada. <laughs> Couldn't do anything unless I would add a new line. <laughs> For
2: who? Yeah.
1: You could get a new line and give it to a friend, I was told. I was like, <laughs> what am I, a charity case now? I'm giving away cell service here? This so I tried everything I could. I called AT&T three times. I got set to their customer retention you know, department. And the best they could do with a new phone was 150 bucks a month. For, for one for phone? For getting a new phone, but service for two. Okay, now that's my phone and one for my dad. And I include, you know, includes, uh, it was five gigs of shared data and a a hotspot capability. Mm -hmm. Okay, with their standard rollover, you know, data plan and stuff, unlimited talk. And so I checked out Verizon and I said, what you doing? You know, this took multiple phone calls and it was a pain, but eventually when you factor in the discounts that I get for being a hospital employee, which I wasn't entitled to because at first I was looking only at the unlimited plans. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I'm like, look, it says right here that there's discounts for people in, you know, healthcare. So what, what can you, Oh, well that doesn't, that only applies, you know, doesn't apply to unlimited plans. I'm like, okay, tell me about one of your not so unlimited plans, <laughs> which they did. And I was like, oh, okay, that's way better. So what I got was um, they were offering a $200 gift card per line that gets transferred over. Okay, that's, that's great, so that's a $400 credit. Right. Um, they offered me $500 in trade-in for my iPhone 8. Huh. Closest anyone else to do was like 220. Yeah. So that's appealing. Uh, they also have a discount for healthcare. But in the end, everything ended up being slightly cheaper than what I was paying AT&T and it includes two new phones. Nice. Okay. Oh, and I have my Apple Watch is also on the data plan. So there's 10 bucks a month for that. Yeah. So even after all the activation fees and everything, I'm paying significantly less than what I was paying AT&T and I have the new phone. And I got my dad the iPhone Seven Plus. Yes, I know what you're thinking. That's an ancient phone, but I figured he would do better with a bigger form factor because mm-hmm. he's diabetic, so he has lost sensation in his fingers and stuff. So I figured anything that's easier for him to handle than the tiny little screens and stuff might be better. Yeah. And um, that cost me a whopping five bucks a month.
2: Yeah. So
1: plus now I can do FaceTime with him again, mm-hmm. and he has Wi-Fi calling, so he can actually make and receive cell phone calls from this house, where there's no cell signal, but there is, on a good day, one megabit DSL. Yeah. (laughs) Because the Community Fiber Project supposedly ran lines recently, but they haven't lit them up yet. Okay. So, hopefully that comes along soon.
0: Yeah, my Verizon runs, I think it's right around $230 a month, and that is for four phones Mm-hmm. And one iPad
2: mm-hmm.
0: now it's uh it's up a little bit higher than the regular bill right now because uh I got the new phone and the new iPad and I just put them on the monthly payment mm-hmm. rather than
1: I did the same thing with with both of these phones so'm yeah. after the credits and stuff I'm gonna be paying like ten fifty a month for my phone and five bucks for my dad's. Yeah. It's kind of sad when you think about it. I've got the eleven for ten dollars and fifty cents, and my dad, you know, dads cost five bucks. <laughs> but it's because I got the you know the whopper of the trade in for my eight. Mm-hmm. But I am liking the new phone. Mm-hmm. Um, not so thrilled with the iOS uh, thirteen release. Yeah, buggy as poop.
0: Yeah. Well, you know I've got some sketchy things with the twelve mm-hmm. too. Uh, you know, one of them, something that I do a lot, well, not a lot, but often enough to be a hassle, is I copy and paste things because not everything is where I want them to be. So, mm-hmm. like, I might want to copy and paste a text to a message to you. Yep. And and sometimes I'll just lay my finger on the text and the select detects and you know i slide the bar i've got my select i hit copy i go and then there's other times it's completely non-responsive like i can move it up and down i mm-hmm. can i can do haha or you know whatever not facts <laughs> yeah I, I can say it loves this or what no i'm like i just want to copy the text the that that function on there and then i'm like am i doing it wrong have they changed <laughs> it Am I, you know, I mean, am I getting old? <laughs> this stupid phone doesn't do anything. <laughs> you know? Ooh, that. <laughs> <laughs> but then I'll, I'll, I'll turn the phone off or sleep it, not really turn it off. I'll sleep it, wake it back up, mm-hmm. and then do the exact same thing that I wanted to do, and it'll work. Yeah.
1: So that sounds like typical uh, bugs that I've heard about uh, that are, you know, supposedly being addressed at a fairly rapid clip. Mm -hmm. So I'm right now on iOS 13.1.2. Okay. We had 13. I don't know if there was a 13.0 anything, but then there was 13.1, 13.1.1, 13.1.2.
0: Oh, wow. I am on 13.1.2. Oh, so you're on the list. I didn't realize. uh, I mean, I've got it set for automatic, but typically it kind of lets me know, but I guess not. Um, Well, Good, I guess.
1: I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, it means things will be working better for you soon. Yeah. Well, I will. But yeah. I so. so I've noticed some issues. I mean, there there are bugs, and then there are um, there are also uh, some issues like just with the user interface has changed. So, like, if you want to share, um, you know, using, like, sharing a file or a link or something like that, they've changed the way, like, if you want to share something with messages or share it to applications, they change the interface a little bit on that.
0: Oh, okay. I haven't and, seen that. Yeah, so I have to, like, I've had to play around
1: with that and customize things a little and try to, you know, f- wrap my head around it because it's a change. And not, you know, not a bad change necessarily, but it's, it's just different. So. Yeah, um, but overall, I'm liking it. I'm learning some of the new features and you know figuring them out. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Oh, I did also notice that um, several of the older apps that I used to have, the old 32-bit versions, were no longer supported and they don't run on iOS 13 anymore, so they just vanished. Mm-hmm. Including the one that I use for like feeding the parking meters. In Cambridge, yeah. when I go to teach yoga over there, <laughs> because I found out that night I'm there and I'm like, where's my parking? Oh,
2: son of a, <laughs>
1: <laughs> luckily I had a bunch of, um, quarters. So I was able mm-hmm. to do it the old fashioned way that night. And then the next day they released the new version and okay. Everything was good. Yeah. Um, but the biggest bugs that I noticed were on watch OS. Mm-hmm. The watchOS upgrade, okay, it's got the usual, here's some new faces. Um, It's got the new noise detection feature. Okay. So It can tell you when things are too loud. I find this just as useful as when I had the Microsoft Band 2 with the ultraviolet ray detection, which Mm -hmm. would tell you that, you know, be careful, you're getting up too much UV. Mm Mm-hmm. In both of those cases, I am just as accurate, if not more accurate, than they are when to, to detect when I'm in danger. Because <laughs> when there's too much UV exposure, I can feel my skin starting to burn. Mm-hmm. And when it's too, noise, too noisy, too loud, I can feel my ears starting to hurt. <laughs> so, you know, now, apparently, though, a lot of people are not... Not geared towards us. They don't. They don't. They're not sensitive enough to to figure this out. Mm-hmm. I was at a loud party last weekend, and I'm like, let me see. I take a look. Sure enough, 87, 88 decibels. This is you know, continued exposure will be dangerous and pro- could result in hearing loss. And I was telling you know, I was like, yeah, look, I got this new. You know, now iOS tells you or WatchOS tells you when it's too noisy. And people are like, really? It's too noisy? I'm like. That's uh, probably because you already spent way too much time in noisy environments like this, and you already can't hear anything. So, so yeah. So, that, that's, you know, the newest. But then I noticed, like, the battery life on Watch OS was horrific. Yeah. One day, I made it through about half the day, and it lost the, you know, it lost all charge, and I had to recharge it again. And I've heard other stories on other other podcasts that are very similar stories and, you know, the same exact experiences that I was going through. But again, Fast and Furious, they released, you know, updates, 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 and now my watch is back to normal again. So cool. I went out for a run this morning. It was only 5K, but I came home and I think I was down to like, you know, 85% or, or 90% battery life as opposed to like, you know, 15 from the other day.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was,
1: that's a step in the right direction, but, you know, and this is the same thing I was listening on this other podcast. I just like, they were talking about, you know, a company, a company as big as Apple shouldn't do this. You know, they shouldn't release such garbage software on us. And it's, it's normally like this whenever they release something new in the first week or so, it's usually pretty painful. You know, their, 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 ver- their .o version software releases hurt. Mm-hmm. And I'm not using that pain, that, that word loosely, right? I'm, I I just had, you know, a crown put on my tooth. So I know pain. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about a company as large as a... It's the freaking largest company in the world when it comes to market cap. There's yeah. no excuse for this except one. We put up with it. Yeah. And we continue to buy their crap.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, it's... Yeah.
1: We have only ourselves to blame.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So yeah. Well, what else do you got? Let's uh, let's let's switch gears a little bit. Talk to you. All right. You so switch
0: gears a little bit. I uh, I read. Well, so last week was Producers Club, mm-hmm. and uh, Jesse Itzler uh, was one of the speakers at Producers Club. And Jesse Itzler is actually an old MTV raps, Jesse James. I don't know if you remember him as a rapper back in the early 90s. I remember uh, the Gunslinger. Yeah, not the Gunslinger, but yeah, uh, no, no, the, no. The, the, the rapper. The, he's a white guy. Uh, rather than, and then he's done a couple of other um, uh, things. He's got a number of different things that he does. He's an entrepreneur and ultra marathoner. Well, he ran into the Navy SEAL David Goggins, okay. and so he wrote the book uh, "Living with a SEAL." Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, he hired David for for a month to train him because he wanted to, you know, he really wanted to kind of switch up his game and improve it. and And it was a really good book. And in the in that book, he actually doesn't name David Goggins; he just calls him SEAL. SEAL. And, or, or, or. <laughs> but it was a really good book. Uh, and I was like, okay, you know, I need to, I need to find out because I, who, you know, who David Goggins is and he's got another book or he has a book called you can't hurt me. Right. And, and it's a, it's a really good book. Um, you know, cause kind of the, the seals fascinate me from the standpoint of their will not quit. You know, and I, I think it's um I think it's somewhat of a, a malfunction in their in their person in their personality and their brainwave and the way that they function is it doesn't matter what you do to me, I'm not going to quit. I'm never going to quit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and you know, and there's some there's some more of that that I would like to have, some of that mental discipline mm-hmm. in my life. And it, I don't quit as easily in work things. Uh, but sometimes I do, but I mean, it's, but I do, well, quit. I do quit more in physical than I do in work. Okay. Like I'll, I'll get tired of running and I'm like, eh, it really doesn't matter. You know, I mean, <laughs> it, it, this really doesn't matter where with my work. Um, if I don't do this, um, if I don't, you know, if I don't do whatever I've set out as what's going to take my company forward, then um my family will suffer
1: may, so i'm I may I'm, not eat for a while,
0: yeah yeah, they may may not eat you know may not get to go to private school anymore, may not get to go on vacations, you know
2: the thing is like uh, a bad thing,
0: yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it can't keep up with the values that that I have. So I'm very motivated for those. So I don't know. I was, I kind of wanted to have a little bit more motivation, generally speaking, Mm because one thing I do is waste time. And I, and I don't mean, I mean, it's, and it's, it's productive wasting of time. I'm doing emails. I am, dealing with this issue. I'm dealing with that issue. So you're telling yourself you're being productive. Yeah. But I'm not doing, you know, the, what is the most effective thing that I need to be doing right now?
1: It's it's a form of procrastination.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah. It's not a procrastination in that you're doing nothing. You're just doing the wrong things. Right. So I was like, you know, I really, I'm going to read this. And, you know, and there's a lot of stuff in there that, that I am, past as a person, but I also grew up healthy as far as like, I had parents who loved me, mm-hmm. who didn't abuse me, who encouraged me. I've had success in my life that I've built on. I've had breaks here and there. right? So I have, you know, there've been times when I pulled myself up from my bootstraps, but you know, a lot of times uh, I'm not living there. So I, I
1: I can definitely appreciate what you're saying. There have definitely been times when I have um, have not felt the pressure to, you know, really do my best just because I haven't had to. hmm You know? And uh, it's like you know, I know as part of Robin, she loves to feature people who were like you know down on their luck and they're at their wit's end and their business was completely failing and you know everything was about to go and then they finally started marketing their business and oh the skies opened up and everything's great you know <laughs> growth yeah so there's something to be said for some pressure being put on you. Mm-hmm. To, you know, to facilitate you actually taking some step and, cha- you know, steps and changing things for the better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm not done with his uh, with David's book yet. And it, it is good. It, you know, but I think I think what ultimately for me is going to have to happen is I will have to have a purpose that will that will drive me. Because mm-hmm. without without the purpose, it's so easy to become complacent. And, you know, I, like I said, I don't think I do that poorly. Mm-hmm. I think that I need to have some Im- improvement. Um, and, you know, you, we Kevin Landers has been on the show, and he – well, I can't – I I don't want to go into that. But having <laughs> – I don't want to talk about him either. I don't talk about, but having, uh, having a goal – is is really helpful in driving success. Yeah. Is if, you, if you have a goal and if you are willing to fight for that goal, then you're you do the important things rather than the busy things. Yes. So, so I, mean, I, I think that's a big takeaway and I, I mean I think and I'm I'm trying to do a better job of that right now in that I'm I'm really focused on the physical right now, much, I'm trying to lose some weight. I'm trying to increase my endurance. I'm trying to do, you know, um, better at, at CrossFit rather than, you know, one day a week going for an hour is not, or not one day a week, but, uh, one hour out of the day, three days a week doing CrossFit and two days doing yoga. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get better doing that. I'm better than the average person Mm -hmm. You know, I'm in better shape than the average person, but I'm not ever going to make gains. I'm not ever going to make a six pack. I'm not ever going to be able to run a marathon. You're
1: holding steady.
0: Yeah, holding steady. But I think some of these physical challenges that I put on myself will help me with the mental challenges and the work challenges because I will be successful at this one. And then, you know, I'll know that I can be successful in these other things. Mhm. So,
1: yeah. Well, setting yourself, you know, if you have some small wins, some successes too, that also will, you know, help you build up momentum and keep keep going. Mhm. Yeah. That's no, that's definitely true and there's I firmly believe that there are intersections between, you know, different interdisciplinary intersections. Like I tell my students a lot that in um, you know, in my yin class we literally sit with discomfort. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we feel physical discomfort, but we don't run away from it. Yeah. And as a result of that, we learn to tolerate that. And I firmly believe that that translates into more resilience with, you know, mental discomfort, being able to tolerate more things, you know, and and that will translate into other areas of your life. Now, it may not be the same as going through SEAL training.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I think there's some similarities. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I uh, well, and I I I definitely agree what you say you said about yoga. I mean, because that's I I'll get it. There's certain positions that put me just in a lot of discomfort,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and staying in them is hard. Especially mm-hmm. when you you're 15 seconds in and you're like, oh my goodness, this is awful, and we're gonna be here for 90 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Yin yoga, 90 seconds, you get off easy, man. Yeah, yeah 90 <laughs> seconds to three minutes. That's the... Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's nothing. Yeah. Funny you mentioned yoga, too, bouncing mm-hmm. back. I'm going to steal the, uh, the stick for a little bit again. Yeah. Uh, so I taught my first flow class yesterday, flow okay. and
2: restore. Mm-hmm.
1: So it was really, I, the reason I took it is because uh, I like, you know, like a slow flow type of yoga as well.
0: Nice burn and sweat and
1: <laughs> not so much, not, not really that much of it, but there was a little bit of sweat in this one, it was a fairly, okay. but it was essentially the way I taught it was half flow and half restore. Okay. So, you know, it's really like 25 minutes after, you know, I open with a five minute meditation and then about a 20, 25 minute flow class and then switching over to the restorative section. So it was a good way to dip my toes in the water with a, you know, a, only a short class to do. Plus I had this, nice healthy restorative buffer at the end Uh i ended up going a little long or didn't quite you know have it have as much material as i thought and we're running a little short it was easy to make up for that on the other end right so so that was fun i had that but the reason you mentioned that is um i had the uh i had my students in chair pose for at one point you know so Mm -hmm. they're holding chair pose and you know i see them there and little bit of shaking going on a little bit and i said it's good it's good only 15 more minutes in this pose <laughs> <laughs> broke the ice yeah me little laughing it
0: was it was, <laughs> it was good it was good so, yeah. Uh, yeah like because- uh, this might be my last nicolaitis class <laughs> <laughs> funny
1: it was only your first one here too yeah <laughs> But, um, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was good. It was fun. So I was, I was liking that because just like when I started doing restorative, uh, you know, just a few months ago, it's like, it's another little bag and, you know, little, another, another tool in my bag of tricks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So so that was nice.
0: Yeah. When I've been switching up, uh, because I, I like Travis Elliott. He's got, he's got one 30 minute set that I like to do, but I don't like to get into a rut. Um, Mm -hmm. I I switch it up with, with different instructors on uh, YouTube and some of them, you know, make me really uncomfortable. I mean, not, not like emotionally, I'm uncomfortable, like physically, physically uncomfortable. I'm like, Oh, this, (laughs) ah, well, it's, it's (sighs) so it's the alternative movement. So like I I can do a pigeon pose easy. I do that every single day. And, but, and when I go to the gym, I do it before the workout and I do it after the workout just because uh, since I've been stretching my hips, my back injuries have gone to almost none unless I do something stupid. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's made a huge difference. But then they'll be doing these alternate pigeon, alternate hip flexing movements, you know, like when you're laying your back and reaching through your legs, those suck. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. gravity is my friend <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I, for most of these i tend to like the you know the non-inverted versions uh, you know i like some inversions and in inverted poses but mm-hmm. you know, i prefer like real pigeon to upside down pigeon and stuff mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I want gravity to do the work for me
0: yeah 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 so
1: well cool so that was David Goggins and mm-hmm. uh, teaching flows. And mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah, another follow-up. This is like this episode. I think the title of this episode is follow-up. And yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the big follow-up.
1: Big follow The big one, yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I um, remember we were talking about me spinning up an AWS server.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: using that as my primary workstation. in the It's class. supposed to be little and cheap. Little and cheap. It, and it is. Until you tack on a one terabyte Elastic block storage drive to it.
0: (laughs) Wah, wah, wah.
1: Because recall what I was doing was moving like, you know, terabytes of data from Dropbox to OneDrive. And Mm -hmm. well, why would I want to do this on my relatively slow home, you know, Fios connection, which okay, it's 300 megabits, but still relative to like the bandwidth that Amazon has up in EC2.
0: In the uh, whatever, whatever those are.
1: Yeah, so I just spun, you know, they're, they're fat pipes. We just call them fat pipes. Uh, so I just uh, spun up a, a server, installed the Dropbox client, installed the OneDrive client, and started dragging and dropping. And boom, stuff is moving along. That's great. And then I found out that I was paying about 10 bucks a day for that server. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: so suddenly my, uh, my normal, you know, because I'm used to like, AWS Glacier prices for storage, or S3, mm-hmm. you know, so that portion of my bill is usually like two dollars
2: mm-hmm. a month. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and suddenly, it's like, yep, yeah, your bill for September—it's only one hundred and twenty dollars. And I was like, <laughs> that was only like ten days. Whoops! <laughs> like, yeah, I better revisit that. So yeah, the compute section of stuff—it's really cheap. Mm-hmm. Storage part, not so cheap. Yeah got to watch that one
0: yeah well i you know i'm very interested in that because i'm i so the Amazon or the uh microsoft workstation came out the virtual workstation came out oh so this. the
1: competitor to the aws workspaces
0: yes gotcha. so it is it is a windows 10 instance okay it, it's not a remote desktop session on a data center server or something to that effect. It's truly a a windows desktop. And it is really, um, I haven't gotten into it yet. Uh, I had some subscription problems with Azure that I had to, (laughs) their fraud protection prevents you from spinning up, you know, more than 10 instances. And I wanted to spin up some tests, of it and had to get my uh, quota up upgraded and I couldn't do that. I, mm-hmm. you, I had to go through support to do that. It took oh. a good 48 hours for that to happen. Uh-huh. But anyway, so I'm ready to, I'm ready to start testing on that. So I'm, I'm very interested to compare that to Amazon uh, as far as like as a service mm-hmm. offering, mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I think it's slick. I think it's the, I still think it's going to be, kind of the future of, of going to that, that thin client and yeah. stuff I mean, in the cloud.
1: If, if I hadn't gone crazy with my, uh, you know, my giant um, uh, hard drive, you know, disk storage that I attached to that box, you know, that, that whole machine would have cost me like 10, 12 bucks a month. Yeah. You know, and, mm-hmm. and for being able to like, you know, because I don't do a ton of customizations anymore,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, like, maybe 20 years ago, like I would get a machine and I would literally spend like a day or a weekend just tweaking everything. Icon's everything. right
0: here. <laughs> that,
1: that, well, this is, you know, and sometimes there's, you know, like installing all my batch files and scripts and you know, all these things to get things right where I wanted them. And I actually am, am pretty happy. I mean, there's, I always need tools and stuff. But, you know, now with everything being in the cloud and so, you know, so much stuff on, in cloud services, it's a lot easier just to hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. So usually I'll sit down, you know, first thing I'll do is install a VPN client, upgrade the browser on a machine, and then, you know, put in my favorite text editor, maybe install Office. And then it's just kind of like, okay, well, from there, I just start to do things as I really need them. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I got to do some bookkeeping today. Better install QuickBooks. Mm-hmm. And, oh well, I can just use the web browser version now because I'm using QuickBooks Online. Great. Moving on. You know? <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. So it's a lot easier to just hit the ground running with a new machine just about anywhere now, thanks to cloud computing. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: pretty slick. Yeah. But um, you know, when you actually have files that need to live somewhere and you want to move them, just just be careful. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> it did get me thinking though. There's tons and tons and tons of these files that I will in all likelihood never use again.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they don't need to live in Dropbox or in, um, uh, S th- uh, or or OneDrive. I can just throw them into a glacier. Yeah. Know? Like some of these things I have like clients, um, client systems or client documents and things like that from 15 years ago.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Really, I could just delete them, you know, yeah. but maybe for some kind of weird historical reason, I'll want to go back and see them at some point. I don't, I don't know, you know, so, but, but I don't need them in OneDrive. They don't need to be readily accessible. It's going to take yeah. me a day or two to retrieve them out of Glacier. I think I can wait that long. <laughs> sure. so.
0: Yeah, I'm getting ready to do a great big archive right now because I'm switching backup systems. I'm okay. going from uh, Storage to Veeam.
1: Ah, okay.
0: And uh, so now that you know, I've got those initial Veeam images coming in to my servers, and I'm gonna do I'm gonna do an archive of those first full okay. backups of those. And I thought about punching them out to to uh, Azure the, whatever their slow, deep storage is. Mm-hmm. like, But why would I keep paying for that? I've, I mean, cause I've been storing them in a, a lockbox at the bank. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just put them on a external USB drive, take them to the bank, lock them up. They stay there. It costs me $50 a year for as many of these things as I can put in there at mm-hmm. five terabytes a pop. I guess I'm going to keep doing that. <laughs> I I wanted to use the cloud storage because it's cool. But I'm like, why would I pay any more to store this stuff? I write it once and I'm done with it. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) It's amazing what happens when you you, you put a little thought into something, you know? Yeah. It's like, (laughs) oh, yeah, this is dumb.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I could spend, well, even if I only spent $10 a month to store that stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, well, that's one hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah. Well, it only cost me fifty dollars for the the storage box, a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a year. And it doesn't cost me any more to put another hard drive into it. <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm gonna stick with the old school for for right now. It, you know.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Cost-effective. I mean, is it, if you're already paying for the, um, you know, for a draw uh, a lockbox, you know, a safety deposit box, anyway, then.
0: Yeah. You know, the yeah. Yeah, because I I want it. You know, I've got I've got my very important papers, my mortgage paper stuff. That there's no. Well, I've made electronic copies of that stuff in case it ever physically burned up. Mm-hmm. But the odds of it burning up in the bank are less than it burning up in my house. So. Yeah. yeah that copies of my wills and things like that. So some,
1: deposit boxes are usually pretty fireproof too. You know, you know, you never know for sure, but yeah, probably more fireproof than your home.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, and then I don't, you know, what's funny is we, I'm so glad my wife doesn't like, uh, like have a jewelry personality that, you know, we, because, If some, you know, there's some sentimental jewelry that she has that Mm -hmm. was her grandparents, but monetarily it's not not worth much, right? So somebody came in and said, "Well, give us all your valuables, dude. You're just practicing." (laughs) 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 Yeah, you have whatever you see. You can have.
2: Oh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I
1: think we hit all the items on our, uh, on our agenda today. Did we uh, miss anything
0: yet? No, I think that's it. Uh, to, to some good news of the day. Today mm-hmm. is my 22nd wedding anniversary. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, man. Thanks. Thanks. I'm impressed. Who knew she would tolerate me that long? I know. I was going <laughs> yeah. to ex- say anything, but that's was, exactly yeah. what I was thinking.
1: <laughs> I think we touched on that last year too, because I said, "Yeah, at, at that point, your
0: um, your wedding was an adult." Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's a grown up and could drink
1: now. It now it can drink and it can celebrate its drinking anniversary. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah cool.
1: well i think i need to punch out because my my mouth um, the the novocaine's starting to wear off a little bit and i um,
0: and all this jawing doesn't help
1: yep no i think it's, it's helping moving it through the system but it's also a little sore so mm-hmm. i do have to teach a class tonight and it's all luckily it's restorative so there's not a lot of talking but
0: there be mm-hmm.
2: a
1: little talking so well
0: cool i should prepare for that all right well i'll take us out then Thank you. So, <laughs> so, listener, we do want your feedback. If you have any particular topic that you would like to discuss, uh, drop us a line at www.blurringthelinespodcast.com, right where you found this podcast to begin with. We have a contact us form, and uh, we would like to hear from you, and we'll and chat back, all except the spammers. We ignore them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes, we did. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, and and Tim sent us a picture of the big red button. Did you see that? You saw that this week? I,
1: I did. I believe I I received it, and I asked you to you know, tell Tim to you know confirm that I had seen his uh, his,
2: his,
1: his <laughs> uh, picture of the big red button. So that was good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Well then, I think now's the time to hit the big, big red button. button!